You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. Kids uh, that uh, are here tonight, just with the family of those that are helping serve tonight. Uh, And so the word of the night, and that's for all the kids that are in the uh, watching online as well. The word for the night is weary. Weary. So you got to figure out how many times I say it and keep track. And so anyway, if you will, uh, at the end of the evening, uh, sh- shoot in how many times and we'll have, uh, we'll have a contest. Who is the one that is closest? And so somebody's going to have to keep track uh, as well. But uh, rest for the weary is the message uh, tonight. So how many times have I said weary so far? Three times? All right, three times. So uh, I've said weary several times, so don't get weary of writing down weary. Where are we at? Six? (laughs) Uh, So, all right, lots of times there. Uh, Let's look at our scripture tonight. Uh, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And tonight I'm going to speak to you on the subject, rest for the weary. Rest for the weary. And Father, I do pray that you would take these next few moments And may they be a help and encouragement to our people. Uh, Lord, we have been through uh, a long term with this COVID issue. And Lord, there are people who have said goodbye to loved ones. There are people whose health has been impacted greatly. And Lord, we do pray that you would just uh, work in the midst. All of us have been impacted by it in one way or another. And Lord, to be truthful, we are weary of what is going on, and we'd like for it to be over, but we know that you're in control, and we just come before you asking for your help, and Lord, as we look at this passage, I pray that you'd help us just to be encouraged and strengthened, please, for Christ's sake, amen. You know, as we look at this passage here, right off the bat, I want you to see four things tonight that I think will be a help to us as we sort of uh, delve into this passage of Scripture and some instruction of things that we are to do, and then a response of what the Lord is going to do. First of all, something that we are to do, uh, the Lord said that we are to come, Matthew 11, 28, come unto me. And you know, when we find ourselves weary, uh, there's a recipe of finding rest. Uh, There is a recipe that God has given us to be able to endure and to deal with the issues uh, that we are facing, the struggles that we face, and the, the burdens that we are facing. And the Lord is not surprised by any of it, and He knows that all of us are going to face things. And first thing that He says uh, is that we are to come unto Him. Uh, and what we find here, first of all, is this is relational. 
This is relational. Uh, this is come unto me, uh, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. So come unto me, the Lord. Uh, the laborer is to come unto the Lord. The one who gives rest, uh, the, the Lord uh, and the laborer. And so we, we are to go to the one who gives rest. The one who is weary is to, to come to him. Uh, so we have the Lord, the one who gives rest, and the laborer. Uh, the one who is weary, uh, we, we are to come to the one who is the need filler, and we are the ones who are needy. And the Lord knows our need. He knows exactly where we are at. He knows uh, the weaknesses that we have. He knows the weariness that we face. He knows the burdens that we carry. And so uh, there is no replacement for a true relationship with the Lord. There's no replacement for that. There is, there is no talent. There is no ability. There is no, uh, no uh, character trait that you and I could have that will replace uh, a relationship with the Lord. A position, an accomplishment, a reputation, none of those will replace that. For those who are in the service of the Lord, nothing can replace a relationship with Him. For those who are in the service of the Lord, nothing can replace a relationship with Him. There's nothing. There isn't anything that you or I could do that will replace having a personal relationship with the Lord. And the first thing, when we're weary, uh, the Lord says, you need to be coming unto me. Come unto me. So it is relational. Secondly, it's positional. It is changing where we are to where we should be going. A direction, if you would, positional or directional. Take your Bibles and go to James chapter 4 and verse number 8. James chapter 4 and verse number 8. And, and here, as we are looking at this, uh, the Lord wants us to draw close to Him. And there is that, uh, that uh, relationship, that relational uh, uh, attachment there. But then there's a positional one. James 4, 8, draw nigh to God, and He will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Now, the reality is that when we have unconfessed sin in our life, we will not draw nigh to the Lord. That's a, that's a, that's a reality, and, and if we are going to come unto Him, we have to come clean. We have to come clean. And one of the reasons why we don't come to Him for that rest is because we are guilty in the relationship. Because we don't, we know that we are not close to him. We are not uh, drawing nigh him the way we need to. Maybe our time in his word. Maybe our time uh, in prayer. Maybe our time in service. Maybe our uh, our time in in just uh, in just spending time uh, with the Lord Himself. Maybe there are things that we have allowed to come into our life, and we can get busy with the things of God and allow the busyness for God to replace the relationship with God and because of that we will we will find ourselves feeling guilty that we won't come to him at why because we're not clean cleanse your hands ye sinners purify your hearts ye double-minded you know there's this reality that we all have to face that we 
need God. Now, academically, that's a no-brainer. But oftentimes, we get to a place where we feel like we, can, we got it. We have, we have grown in our own faith. We have, we have grown and matured, and we know what we are going to do. And there are things that we have completely put out of our life. But, but we get to be self-sufficient. And we cannot be self-sufficient and come unto the Lord. Because self-sufficiency, the very root of it is pride. These six things that the Lord hate, yea, seven are abomination unto him. A proud look. And when we don't come to him, we know we need to. We know there needs to be that positional. And God says, draw nigh to me. Draw nigh to me. Uh, Matthew 28 or eleven twenty-eight. he said, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. So the state there, uh, it's a condition. Uh, it's not that the Lord's love is conditional, but, but uh, the care, uh, it's, it's based on our condition. Uh, come unto me. Galatians 6, 9, the Bible says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Uh, let us not be weary in well-doing. And so here when the, the Lord said, come unto me, he was talking to people that were busy for him. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. So there's two different things there. Uh, and because of the labor, because of the load, uh, we find ourselves weary. Uh, and the Lord said not to be weary in well-doing, uh, doing of good. Uh, that is uh, well-doing. Uh, when we become weary uh, in well-doing, we're not enjoying the fruits of the labor yet. So here it was the labor. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So this is, this is referring to the labor when you're not seeing the fruit. Sometimes we feel like we're laboring and not seeing anything for it, don't we? Sometimes we feel like we're laboring and we're working, but we're not seeing the end come. And God said, don't be weary in well-doing for in due season. In due season. There's a season of reaping coming. There's a season of rejoicing coming. There's a time that's coming when we will be able to, to rejoice in it. Uh, but he said, don't be weary in the well-doing, for in due season you shall, uh, we shall reap if we faint not. And too, not, too many times we're not just weary in well-doing. If we're not careful, if we are not coming unto him, we get weary of well-doing. If the relationship is not close. If relationally we have not come to the Lord, then it's empty. The labor is empty. The labor is burdensome. The labor is something that we get to a place where we start to even despise 
thinking about the service of the Lord. There's no joy in it whatsoever. There's no, there's no anticipation. There's no love. It is, it becomes a chore. And when, when the, uh, we become weary and well-doing, the service of the Lord is, it becomes a, a burden. And, and that's not where we want to be. Uh, I'm not going to tell you tonight that, that serving the Lord is easy. And the Lord doesn't tell us that it's easy. And I'm not going to tell you that there's no load to carry because there is a load to carry. He that put his hand to the plow and turneth back is not, is not worthy for the kingdom. So there, there, is a, there is work and there is labor in service for the, the Lord. Uh, but, but let me tell you, that, that labor and that service ought to be done out of a heart that's overflowing with love for our Savior, gratitude for our Savior. But when we are not coming unto Him, we don't find that. When we're not coming unto Him, we find ourselves being more on the bitter side, the negative side. If we're not careful, we can become a scorner. How, how terrible it is that good people can be drawn away the Lord said, come unto me. Come. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy word, uh, burden, uh, heavy laden. So we can become not uh, weary in well-doing, but we can also become weary of well-doing. Uh, when we feel like we're not seeing the benefit, I'm going to church and I've cleaned up my life and I'm serving, I'm volunteering, I'm laboring, I'm tithing, I'm giving, uh, and the flat tires come and the tuition payments come and the cut hours at work come and uh, the long hours at work and, and you get to a place where you, you almost just want to throw in the towel. What's the use? Let me tell you, don't throw in the towel. Don't throw in the towel. Come unto me, the Lord said. Come. Galatians 6, 9, let us not be weary in well-doing, do, do, uh, well uh, uh, for in due season we shall reap if we fate not. So number one, uh, we need to come. Number two, we need to take. Take. Matthew eleven twenty nine. 29, take my yoke upon you. Take my yoke upon you. There is a load for all of us to carry. That's God's plan. When there is no load, when there is no shouldering of the burden, there's no, there's no ownership. There's... At that point, we're not vested. When we have no investment, what we find is it's easy to walk away. You know, the Bible Baptist Church has been here 48 years. For 48 years, this ministry has stood for preaching truth. This ministry has stood for the gospel. This ministry has stood for reaching and evangelizing uh, those that are, that are here locally and around the world. What a blessing that that is. And there are people that, that have been here year in and year out. 
know, I think about uh, the Ludwigs, and I think about some of our senior saints, the Jewels. I think about people that have, have been here, Gatlins, just year after year. Although the Gatlins won't claim to be seniors, they don't come to anything that's senior. Mrs. Gatlin, you hear me, right? Uh, and so, uh, but they are there. And, and, you know, you have people that have been here year after year after year, decade after decade after decade. And you know what? They are vested. They're not going anywhere. You know why? Because they have taken the yoke. You know, all of us need to have that investment wherever God plants us. And some, it, it may not, they don't have those decades and, and they haven't been here for those decades. Uh, but, but at some point, we just need to be vested. He said, take my yoke upon you. Take that yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart. You shall find uh, rest unto your souls. The word take literally means to pick up. To pick up. You and I never pick up something on accident. I was walking back over this afternoon, and as I was walking across, uh, Brother Rick had dropped one of his cigarette butts, and I had to reach down and pick it up. And just kidding. Uh, but anyway, I picked up this cigarette butt, and you know, it's just so nasty. I, it's just nasty. Uh, been in somebody else's mouth, and uh, so here I pick up this cigarette butt. Would have been a lot easier to just walk by it. But you don't pick something up on accident. You pick something up on purpose. You know, in, in our Christian life, the Lord said, He said, take my yoke upon you. That is, that is a choice. It's a choice to pick something up. Uh, he said, take my yoke. Uh, yoke is a burden-sharing device. Uh, getting in the yoke is a prerequisite for knowing him. He said, take my yoke upon me and learn of me. There's something about working with somebody where you get to know them. You work alongside somebody and you see their character, you see their humanity, you see their personality, you see their strengths, you see their weaknesses, you see their struggles, you see what's important to them. And here the Lord said, take my yoke upon you. And as we get into the yoke with him, we recognize that it is, it is to help me to get to know him. My service for the Lord isn't just to help the church. My service for the Lord is to help me know my Lord better. As I labor for him, I learn about him. You know, when you, in the, in the, the, career world, in business, somebody is hired and there's a 90-day probationary period. You know that probationary period is there for a reason. There's power in that probationary period because it gives both parties the ability to say, hey, this is what I want or this is what I don't want. It's, it gives the ability to, to see who somebody really is.
You, you get into, uh, uh, you know, everybody could do good for a week. Everybody can really do good for two weeks. You might even be able to do good for four weeks. But the real you is coming out in that 90 days. And that's why that number has been chosen. It's been picked uh, because it has been proven. Uh, just that extra period of time allows things to be able to be seen. You know what? You get into the, the, the labor, uh, into the yoke with the Lord, there's no disappointment. You know, you and I will fail each other, but the Lord will never fail us. He will never fail us. And if we are serving, if we're serving for the pastor or we're serving for the staff or we're serving for some other member or we're serving even for ourselves, uh, we are going to get disenchanted and we are going to get disappointed and there's going to be disillusionment that will take place in our life. But when you serve and you're in the yoke with the Lord, it doesn't matter what anybody else does. It doesn't matter whether anybody else is pulling their load. Do you know why? Because the Lord is pulling his load. It doesn't matter uh, what anybody else is doing or is not doing because you're laboring. You're in the yoke with the Lord. And as you are laboring alongside Him uh, and you're in the Lord's yoke, uh, you find that you are bearing some of the burden of something that He is carrying and it then becomes important to us. The expectation for the believer is to be a part of the burden-bearing process. It's just expected. The Lord said, come, and then he said, take. Take my yoke upon you. So there is the expectation that we are going to draw nigh to him. Who's going to draw nigh? The ones who are weary, the ones who are heavy laden. And the Lord is reminding us, come unto him, come unto him, take my yoke upon you. Uh, when we get weary and we're heavy laden, the thing that we want to do is throw things down. We want to start backing away. We want to start giving things up. And the Lord doesn't say to do that. He says, come unto me and take my yoke upon you. It's exactly opposite of what your doctor is going to tell you. It's exactly opposite of what a carnal Christian will tell you. It's amazing how many people give spiritual advice who are unspiritual. And what's even more amazing to me is that people who are spiritual will listen to unspiritual people and follow their advice. And here the Lord said, take my yoke upon you. You see, the expectation for the believer is to be a part of the burden-bearing process. We want remission and we want reconciliation. We want rest. But the rest comes not for those who just got saved and, just, and have had their sins forgiven. The rest comes for the laborers. The promise is not to those who are doing nothing. The promise is to those who are laboring in the vineyard with the Lord for those who serve. So he said, first of all, number one, take. Number two, he said to, uh, or first, first he said to come, secondly to take, thirdly, he said to learn. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. 
for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. Learn of me. Just because we are serving doesn't mean we are learning. Let me say that again. Just because we are serving doesn't mean that we are learning. There are people who are serving, whether it's in church, in nonprofit Christian ministries, there are people who are doing it completely for self. And just because we are working doesn't mean that we are automatically learning. It's like sitting in a class. Teachers, you get up and you teach and you have that glazed look on the students, in the students' eyes. And you're scrambling trying to figure out, okay, what are they not getting? What's being missed? How can I come back and teach this another way to get their attention so those lights will go on? I remember traveling down to the college and teaching at Golden State and, and being there in the, uh, in the college and teaching and, and standing there before the students and sometimes it just had glazed looks on their eyes and usually it wasn't their fault, it was my fault. I hadn't presented it in a way that was for them to be able to grab a hold of and to grab their attention and so on the teaching side, I'm sure that was the issue. But when it comes to the Lord, it's completely on the student. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. In the service of the Lord, we are going to get to know him better. If we are coming to him and we are taking and we are learning, uh, we are going to learn about him, uh, learn of his love. Learn his love. You know, you and I need to be learning about the love that the Lord has for this world. We need, that's something we've got to grab a hold of, understanding his love, understanding his care, understanding his desires, understanding his passion, understanding uh, his hates, understanding his abominations, understanding his preferences, his wishes and his will and his word and his work. You and I need to be learning these things. And in our working for him, we should also be learning about him, getting to know him, not just information that we can quote about him, but knowing him. There isn't anybody that knows me like this lady right here knows me. She knows what I like, she knows what I do not like. I do not like recipes from, what's that thing called? Pinterest, absolutely. All right, but she knows what I like. She knows what I dislike. I don't have to say anything, and she knows. She knows how I'm doing. I'll walk into the, the house, and what's wrong? Nothing, everything's good. And she knows I'm lying through my teeth. Oh, 
I'm just hiding that. I'm, I'm not lying. Pastors, don't do that. But she knows. I don't, have to, I don't have to tell her. She knows. You know the Lord's presence when we are drawing nigh to Him and we are laboring with Him, we should sense what He wants us to do. Child of God, we should sense when He wants us to make a, a change, when He wants us to do something when he wants us to be a help and a blessing to somebody, when he wants us to encourage, when he wants us to give, when he wants us to labor, whatever it is, we should walk with him in such a way that when ju just because we know him, we will know what he wants us to do in the situations of life. And when we come and when we take, and when we learn, the Lord said, we shall find. Fourthly, we shall find. Verse number 29, Matthew 11, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, verse number 30 gets sort of thrown out because if you're serving the Lord, you know it's not easy. But that easy there is comparative. Compared to what? The Lord's yoke versus the devil's yoke. The Lord's yoke or the, the yoke of bondage and sin. The Lord's yoke is easy. The Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard. You see, the Lord's yoke, though there is, there is weight to carry, and though there are burdens to carry, and though there is work to be done, uh, the Lord's weight and the Lord's burden is easy compared to the yoke and the bondage of sin. He said, ye shall find rest uh, unto your soul. Uh, ye shall find uh, the, the disposition in the serving of the Lord and, and the learning of the Lord. We are going to find rest. We're going to find who the Lord is. We are going to uh, find the disposition of the Lord. He is meek and lowly. You know, the Lord came. I was just listening. I've been listening to Revelation as we've been studying Revelation on Wednesday nights. Uh, I've been just listening to Revelation uh, over and over and, uh, and just thinking about, uh, you know, the Lord came as a lamb the first time, sacrificial lamb, but he's coming as a lion the next time. And what a, what a blessing here. And when we think about meek and lowly in heart, uh, we, we find that there is a, uh, not a weakness it is controlled strength. Meekness is strength under control. And, and here, when, when we look at the Lord, uh, we, we don't find a weak Savior. And we think about meek and lowly in heart. Uh, the Lord knows exactly who He is. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the creator of the world. He is eternal. Uh, he, he, is, he is not uh, an individual that is without honor and glory and power. Uh, 
he is worthy of all of that. Uh, but the disposition uh, was not a, uh, a prideful disposition. Uh, why? Because he wants to be that example for you and for me. Uh, he said he is meek and lowly. Uh, we see the disposition of the Lord. We will find the direction of the Lord. His yoke, his burden uh, is comparative there. And we find his, his ways. His yoke is easy. Christos is the word yoke or easy there. Christos, it's kind, it's good, it's benevolent. Kind, good, and benevolent. When we think about easy, we think about, oh, there was no burden to carry. But that's not what that word means at all. My yoke is kind. My yoke is good. My yoke is benevolent. It's giving. He said, my burden is light. It's the word portion. And it means the load, the cargo, the burden. It's literally a weight. And God says, when you come unto him, uh, he says that his yoke is easy. It is good. It's kind. It's benevolent. His burden is light. Uh, and he said, ye shall find rest. The word rest, or the find there, is to find, it's to reach a time or a state of being. It's talking about contentment. Philippians 4.10. Philippians 4.10 through 13, But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again, wherein you were also careful, but ye lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and how to abound everywhere and in all things. I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Rest for the weary. The Lord said, come. He said, take. He said to learn. And then he said, we shall find. We shall find rest unto our souls. You know, there's rest for the weary. You know, the Lord said, now I must work the work of him that sent me. He said, the night cometh when no man can work. You know, there is a season of our work. There's a season. There's a season of when we will have the ability to labor and to work. I was thinking about Brother Doug. He sends me a text, and, uh, and I got a text late last night, and uh, texted back this morning. But, you know, you, you see somebody who, man, he wants to be here for everything. The Ludwigs, they want to be here for everything. But the season of some of their labor, it's over. It does not mean that in their senior years there is no worth for the Savior, but that season of work changes. That season of opportunity. 
You know, if the Lord tarries his coming, there's coming a day when, Brother Davis, you will not be able to stand up and sing a special. There's coming a day. There's coming a day, Brother Rick, when you won't be able to, to preach a message or pound a nail. There's coming a day when we are not going to be able to stand and teach. We're not going to be able to serve the Lord. We don't know when our season is going to change. That season can change by one doctor's report. That season can change by the screeching of tires. That season can change by a heart attack or a stroke. We don't know when our life is going to end. But we have right now. We have right now. And now, we're weary of what's going on in life, aren't we? I almost titled the message, Weary of Weariness. And the reality is we all find ourselves in that place of just being weary, just being done. But God still has something for us. He said, well, how do I know? You're breathing. When the Lord's done with us, he'll take us out. Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die. There's a time. Our season is going to come to an end at some point. And I'm ready for him to come back. I'd just as soon go by the upper taker than the undertaker. I don't want to see you go anywhere. I want the Lord just to take us all out at the same time, and that'd be good. But if that's not his choice, then we need to just be faithful to him. Rest for the weary. Come, take, learn, find. Come, take, learn, find. And it's a season that we will keep on having to go through because different seasons of life, different burdens that we face, different pressures, as we go through them, we'll have to keep coming to the Lord, keep taking the yoke, Keep learning, and we'll find rest. Father, I... Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc4me.org. May God bless you.